Beer It Is is a CSPN Media podcast production. Please visit our website at cspn.us for more episodes of Beer It Is and for ways to keep our podcast free for you. Alright boys and girls, once again, this is Nubias Woolborn here for Beer It Is on the CSPN Network. We told you earlier about the folks at Amazon.com as who's sponsoring this show the week, along with our other fine sponsors, and I am here at Baseline Tap Room at Walt Disney World at Hollywood Studios, and I am with the man, the myth, the legend. Very interesting background on this is gentlemen, Jason Chakin. Yes, sir. What's up, my brother? How are you doing today, Life man? Life is good. Weather is great. We got food coming. Man, yeah, we got man. Got a flight of beer. We are not messing around, man. So typically we do our taster segment later on, but we're gonna get into it a little early because we're here. It's Disney, and by the way, guys, I'm down here for Brave Spring Training at the ESPN Wild World Sports Complex. Want to thank Trinice and all the good people, Darnell, and of course my man Reggie Roberts for helping Daryl Fly Fry, excuse me, for helping us get all this set up. Man, those people are really great over there. Also, if you're a Braves fan, still rocking spring training. You know, teams looking pretty good, rounding in the form. So this is a spot you can come, take the kids to the game because they're at one. Get done with the game, come over, have your couple beers here, and that's what we're doing now. These pictures are going to look really great. So. Jeez, I don't know where to start. There's so much going on here. Look at the sights and the sound and the scenery. But we will start with this tasting board of the beer. And it's a California base, which is interesting because we're here at Disney World. Tell us about that out here in Florida. Well, we just opened up this new concept here called Baseline Tap House in Hollywood Studio just a few months ago. And it's all about California draft beer. Right. And it has been a huge success for us. People are waiting to get in the door, open up at 11 a.m., and uh, we have 10 selections of California draft beer, including a cider. And this is the only place at Walt Disney World where the guests can create their own beer flights. And they can choose any four of the 10 beers. And we set them up with a flight board and a flight card that describes each beer with the flavor profile, with the ABV, the IBU. And this is the most popular item. Probably about 30% of our sales is just beer flights. Man, and I tell you what, man, look, and the price of this thing is $10.50. Yeah. And you get five, four, five-ounce pours. I mean, yeah. that's a pretty decent price. I mean, you know, people yeah. talk about Disney prices being high, but I tell you what, man, as far as I can see, this is one of the better values in the park because you get to try beers, and particularly, say, if you are Floridian, if you're a Georgian like I am, Golden Road Brewing, which is on this board, they don't make it out east. Right. Angel City, they don't make it out east. Right. Of course, now you do get Stone Brewing. They make it out that way a little bit in Green Flash. But they've, re- they've recently reduced their um, yeah. distro in the East Coast. They took back about 30 states. So to see these California yeah. beers, it's pretty cool. Yeah, like you said, you know, a lot of these beers, it's the first time uh, they've been introduced to the East Coast. Um, we had the opportunity to go up to Golden Road in, uh, near L.A., Anaheim area. Nice. Uh, Angel City. So they really made a special brew for us and uh, to transport it all the way across the country. Wow. Very unique offerings. But Dallas Point with a black bottle and quarter. Mm. First time it hit the East Coast. Wow. So, you know, pretty special for the guests to be able to try these beers in Florida. 
So let's go left to right on your dial. I guess these still have radio dials, or I guess on however you listen to this podcast, left to right. So we're going to start from like, work our way up, and this is very well curated. Shout out to Jason and the fine bartenders back there at this place for setting this up, right? So we got Golden Road Brewing. It's a lager, a Pilsner. Perfect for those hot Floridian days. Talk about this beer, man. Yeah, um, we actually went out there. We, we, we fought through the LA traffic, went, went to Golden Road. Nice. A uh, wonderful brewery near the train station there. Um, they've, they've reformulated it and rehabbed it and great place. And um, they're doing a lot of stuff. We have the lager, but what's interesting uh, when we went there, they're actually working with some of the local uh, fruit vendors. So they're making Ooh. like mango beer, nice. pineapple. So eventually we want to bring some of that stuff because we are seeing here fruited beers are extremely popular. And then the other um, offering that we have from Golden Road is their Hefeweizen. Mm. So their wheat style beer. And that's just, you know, really good pairings with kind of, you know, that heavier food, the spicy kind of fare as well. All right, so. you mentioned the Pilsner. And even right now, as I look at this fine smorgasbord, in a minute, you guys are going to see crumbs flying as I do this show. But for right now, you got the Pilsner. Tell me what you put with this. Uh, you know, the Pilsners, that, that really high carbonation, I like, you know, like pizza, that the oil and the cheese, uh, the, the, the carbonation of nice. the Pilsners and the lagers really cut through all that fat. And it's just a perfect pairing, mm. pairing pizza. Nice. You know, especially in Pilsner and Lager. And of course, if you wanted to, you could buy a whole pint of this, and you can get in a plastic cup, you can walk around the park, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It's like one big bar here. Nice, man. Walk around. That's a beautiful thing. And then, all right, cool. So we're going from there. And this is one I'm really interested in. I've heard about this beer for a long time. The Passion Fruit Kicker. Tell us about it. So... As you probably know, San Diego is like a hot spot right now mm. for craft beer. This is where Green Flash is coming out of. And, you know, I told you how popular these flights are. Right. About 30% of our sales. And then what we're seeing on top of that is that the one beer that is selected the most times for the flight is that Green Flash Passion Fruit Kicker. Mm. Unfortunately, as you mentioned, they are pulling out of multiple states, including the state of Florida. Right. So we're going to have to replace that beer pretty soon here. But we're looking for another fruited beer because it's so popular. Well, and, and so what is it? is it? Is it Florida? Is it the heat? It made people get into the fruited beers. I think it's the heat is one thing. But you know what? You know, it's been pretty cold since we opened here for the last few months. Right. So I just think that, uh, I think the female demographic like it especially. Shout out to the ladies. You know, but we see a lot of men buying it as well that, you know, don't want that traditional beer flavor. And they want that little extra kick up of fruit. And the passion fruit is really working. See, this is a beer I'm imagining, right? Like, I'm walking around. I have a niece and a nephew, and they're so young. They're so cute. But, they, they you know, they want to come to the park. I'm going to bring them to the park. Before I leave spring training And I'm thinking about It's going to get hot It's going to be some 80 degree days Because that will just be my luck right yeah. This is the beer I want on that 80 degree day When I'm walking around And I've already you know Went to all the stores with them I mean is this a beer you can kind of see yourself Kind of just enjoying and taking your time with right Oh yeah I mean not only does it have the passion fruit flavor mm. But then just the wheat 
you know, the Hefeweizens, the wheat ales, super popular. You all know about Blue Moon. Right, of course. So this is just a, a twist on that with some fruit in it. Yeah, but I, I, see, and I got a beer like this, I call this approachable. And it has a five IBU, which is one of the lowest IBUs yeah. you'll get. Which is IBUs, in case you guys don't know, International Bitterness Units. The higher the IBU means the more bitter the beer will taste. It'll be a little harsher on your palate. So this is a beer, like you mentioned the ladies, some people maybe with the more refined, softer palates, they can get into this beer as an entry-level beer. But also, the hardcore guy can get into this beer as well. Absolutely. So, man, well done on you for placing that. All right, now we get into Stone Brewing. That's where Mitch still got to start. Literally wrote the book on IPAs. Tell me about this beer, man. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm sure you guys heard about a West Coast IPA. This is a shiny, shiny example of that West Coast style. Big hops, lots of pine, lots of citrus. This is um, the delicious IPA from Stone Brewing. And it is delicious. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, it, it, it takes some arrogance to call your beer delicious, oh, yeah. you know, as the name, right? right. I mean... <laughs> Either that or your contention on flavor of love. But um, nonetheless, this beer is delicious, and it definitely gets the job done here. Oh, yeah. And, you know, IPA is still the number one category in craft beers. And then you put on top of that, the, the, you know, the history mm-hmm. that Stone Brewing has, once again, based out of San Diego. Right. So that's just the hub right now with some great beers. Guys, like I said, we're here at Baseline Tap House at Walt Disney World at Hollywood Studios. I'm with my man Jason Rock and Roll. He is the beverage manager. manager of all of Walt Disney World. So he's putting beers everywhere, all over in Epcot, all over this place. And we're going to talk more about that. Later on as we get back But right now we're still rocking and rolling Tasting these beers The last one on this list is Angel City IPA Yeah, so Another IPA because you know what? It keeps selling So Get money Yeah, and and we're going to probably add a third IPA Because they're so popular It is the American beer Yeah So that India Pale Ale style Big boys, high alcohol, mm-hmm. from six to seven percent ABV. Yeah, um, the IBUs are up to 65, 70 for some of these beers. Angel City, I was fortunate enough to visit downtown LA and go to the brewery itself. It's a historic building. They do a lot of great special events there. Nice. It's just a very special place. If you ever get a chance to go to downtown LA, check out. Angel City. Um, they told me they are the number one selling IPA in all of LA. Wow, I can believe it. And LA is a tough market. You got El Segundo Brewery. You got so many good breweries in that market, in that area. And then it's not even include Anaheim and all these other places, man. California is doing it, and it's really cool to see California beer. But these are just four of the beers you have here. Tell us about the other six that are on tap. Yeah, so. Um, we have the North Coast uh, Scrimshaw Pilsner from nice. Fort Bragg. So once again, we talked about that, that pairing with pizza, Pilsner with the heavy carbonation. That's the way to go for me. And um, Lagunitas, big name. Right. Out of Petaluma. So we had their IPA at one point, and then we searched over now. We have their Pils, their Pilsner. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's hot here. It can get 96 degrees in the shade sometimes in right. the summer here. So lagers and pilsers do well for us, especially mm-hmm. people walking around outside. And I mentioned the Golden Road Hefeweizen. Uh, also, you know, one of my favorites is Sierra Nevada, mm. you know, based out of Chico. And, Chico, and by the yep. way, they just opened up a brand new brewery a couple years ago 
in, in Asheville. Uh, Asheville, Mills River, North Carolina, yeah. one of my favorite cities. That place, uh, they told me that's now the brewery capital of the United States. It's Never. a beautiful place, yeah. man. They really do well beer there. Oh, yeah. Great water. They told me they have more breweries uh, per capita than any place in the U.S. That's bananas. Yeah. So um, right now we're doing their sidecar. Orange Pale Ale. Now that and that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So you know they're the, the, the grandfathers of pale ale. That category. They, they're the category. This year in about a pale ale, man. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, a fresh year in about a pale ale is still like a romantic experience in your mouth, man. Absolutely. So they put a little twist on it and they, they added some orange to that. Now what's happening is they're actually because of the popularity of IPA, they're going to switch this over to uh, an IPA. So it's no longer be a pale ale. Nice. So um, we'll they'll dry it. hop it. Yeah. Yeah. Makes exactly. sense. And then um, we also have the Ballast Point mm. Black Marlin Porter. Nice. I like it. So we brought that in for the winter time there, and uh, it's done really well. It's nice to have a dark beer in the lineup. Yeah. You know. And then Ballast Point is a, it's a big partner with us. They're going to be moving into um, downtown Disney in California. Okay. As a, a preferred party. Nice. Like participant with Disney. Nice. Yeah, so yeah, they have all the reputation based out of San Diego as well. Shout out to Ballast Point, man. And yeah. it's so interesting because you guys seem to get a good mix of California. Not just L.A., some San Diego, yeah. Chico. So you guys can even kind of mix it around. Because, again, I mean, this, this place is supposed to represent the whole state of California, right? Right on. And then finally, um, cider. You know, we always try to include a cider in our lineup. Yeah. Um, the ladies love it. We have yeah. a whoop whoop over here from Chinese. And She's uh, all in it, man. Yeah. And um, we have the Ace Space Bloody Orange mm. Cider. Nice. Bloody Orange is a popular flavor these days. So they're based out of uh, the Sonoma area. Okay, so yeah, you're all over. North Cal, Low Cal, everywhere, man. All over the great state of California providing beers. And like I said, guys, what makes this so cool for me as a craft beer guy is the fact that, you know, if I had to get Angel City, I would have to trade for it or really go through some hassle. Golden Road, that same thing. I have to really go through some hassle to get it. So to be able to come here on a nice day, walk around the park and be able to get it if I want to walk with it or I want to sit and have a flight as I look at this beautiful place I'm, I see my man over here he's got a he's got the porter on his flight and he's got the lady has the cider so I mean this is a really cool place for families for couples whatever you got going on to come here and check out beer I'll tell you another great place to come in and check out beer here on Beer It Is on the CSPN Network again my name is Tobias Woolborn we're going to take a quick pause from the calls but before we do that we're going to holler at our good friends at Busted Tees they're going to tell you how to get some cool t-shirts I still got to get a t-shirt. When we come back, we're going to talk some more to my man, Jason. We're going to learn a little bit more about his background, his life story, how he got here, and then how that translates to the beer that you see all over the Disney program. Stick and stay. Beer it is. We'll be right back. Real quick, let me tell you about the good folks at BustedTees.com. That is where you can order all types of exciting and fun t-shirts to support this podcast and help keep it free so look man you can go on shop at bustedtees.com all you got to do is just go on cspn.us or cspn.us click on the keep our podcast free link click on the busted tees banner then shop for your t-shirts when you do that they send us some bread what we do with the bread is we buy better equipment we for me i go to different breweries and we talk about what this game 
is. So do that. Buy your T-shirts. Support us. Show us some love. And we'll show you love. Busted Tees through CSP and not US. All right, boys and girls. Once again, my name is Bryce Wilborn. Back here. Shout out to good folks at BustedTees.com for, one, helping you guys get affordable T-shirts and all types of fun activities. I still need a shirt, but well, that's not important. You get your shirts, use a discount, and you help keep the podcast free. And you help keep the podcast free, you allow me to go to cool places for you. And where I'm at today is probably the coolest place. Look, I'm on episode 67 of this show, right? I've been, you know, about 35 states doing this and two other countries. But I tell you what, and I'm not just saying it because they're sitting here, but this is probably the coolest place I've had a beer. I am at Baseline Tap Room at Hollywood Studios at Walt Disney World in Orlando. Well, actually, technically, it's Lake Buena Vista. Yeah. Or for the for the for the Disney nerds, not too far from the Reedy Creek <laughs> Improvement District, you know what I'm saying? For the real Disney nerds who get all into that, you know, y'all know about that. Just send me all that. We we out here. We here. But anyway, so I'm now with Jason and he's the beverage director of Walt Disney World here. So he's gonna real quick, man, let's get into your story. Alright. The so Jamaican born man. I'm Jamaican man. Born in Jamaica, left there when I was around 10, moved to Miami, uh, grew up there, uh, graduated from Florida International University, bachelor's degree in hospitality management, was lucky enough to get a job at the Fountain Blue, which yeah. is a hot spot even today. Yeah. Uh, at the time, it was run by Hilton, and then um, moved from the uh, Fountain Blue to the Hilton up in McLean, Virginia, near Washington, D.C., uh, worked with a lot of politicians and lawyers nice. up there, and then... Um, was uh, able to come back to the Hilton uh, on Disney property at Hotel Plaza Boulevard. And then once I got here and I realized what a great company Disney was, and to get ahead, all I would have to do is change parking lots instead of relocating. Right. That's when I joined Disney. Mm. Uh, so I started with uh, Yacht and Beach Club Resort as the area manager of the Yachtsman Steakhouse. Uh, put together an award-winning wine list there. And uh, at that time, you know, the beer scene was still, you know, domestic and imports. Back Very the, infant, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the craft beer movement hadn't started yet. So from there, really uh, focused on beverages. Uh, became the beverage manager for the resort. Then became the Epcot beverage manager. Spent a lot of my time on the Epcot Food and Wine Festival, which you need to check out. I, I would love to, man. Yeah. We got to make that work because um, I've seen so many videos of it. It always falls at weird time. But I swear to God, I'm going next year. We're going to get with your niece. And give us some people who can help me kind of get that set up to go cover that thing. Because it looks amazing. Yeah, it's considered the largest and longest food and wine festival in the world. We're up to 75 days now. Wow. It's during the late summer into the fall. The weather is really nice during that time. Kind of like today. Nice. Beautiful 70s degree weather. So it's a good time to come back down. Great. And then after that, uh, I went into um, sourcing, purchasing for all beverages, both coast, California, and here. And then um, now I'm my current position, beverage manager for Disney Parks and Resorts. Really focused on the new concepts, like the baseline tap house that we're mm. sitting in. And anything that's new um, domestically. So the next big thing coming here will be Toy Story Land. Nice. And then right outside. Somebody's a big fan of that. <laughs> and then right outside the doors of the baseline tap house, we're building Star Wars Land. So that'll open up next year in the fall. So are you a Star Wars guy? Oh, yeah. Oh, nice, man. So who's your favorite Star Wars 
character or in or movie? Right now, it's Kylo Ren. I seem to like the bad guys. I'm not sure. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. So, what's been your best experience working at Disney, man? You know, the best thing is is, is new concepts. Is to you know make a plan, and then you know a year or two later to see the new concept come to fruition, like this baseline tap house. It has been a home run every aspect, financially, guest ratings. We're here today. The place is packed. It's only it's not even noon yet. Right. So it's um it's been great. And when Star Wars Land opens, it's going to be triple the amount of business here. Right. Yeah, because you have the lines and people who maybe don't do the fast pass or have some time to. Come have a beer while they're waiting on their line for, and this is that's just really cool, man. But something about this flight board and this paddle in particular, man, this is really unique here. Yeah, so you know, like I said, this is the only place you can create your own beer flight. So when we created, we you know that sounds cool, mm-hmm. you know, but then to execute it, we're like, okay, how are we going to do this? How are we going to make it easy for the bartenders? You know, right. Because this place is packed, and now the guests are going to be, you know taking their time picking this beer that mm-hmm. beer picking four beers out of the ten so what we did was created a nice flight board and then we put the baseline tap house logo on it with a metal branding and then <clears throat> to make it easy for the bartenders we created a flight card for each beer nice that has the description the flavor profile the ABV the IBU and they're all housed in one box where the bartender can quickly grab four cards load up the flight board pour the beer and they're off to the guests. Yeah, I love it. And it looks so cool, so like so futuristic, so Disney, right? Where it's like you can see what each beer is, the tasting notes, you said you can take each card with you. So maybe maybe you're a California native and you're out here in Florida at Disney, you know, because apparently, you know, the rumors say that Mickey Mouse lives his his home is out west, but his vacation home is in Florida. That's what the rumors say. I could be wrong. But, you know, that being said, you know, if you decide to go to Mickey's vacation home out here, you want to come kick it, but you want to go back to Cali and drink the beer, you now know what you had and what you didn't. Or if you live in a place where, say, they do distribution stone, then you can go to your bar and you or wherever you go and request it. So, yeah, that's a pretty cool look, right? Oh, yeah. The guests love these cards. We go through thousands. And, of course, the brewery loves it as well because now their name is being spread across the country and the world from our guests taking it back home and looking for their beers. Nice, nice. And that maybe helps them out because you, you talked about how Green Flash are kind of pulling back. Now maybe they might get, get back to some more places because people are like somebody from Wisconsin or wherever came and they had it. Like, oh, I really want to have this beer again. That's right. And so then how do you work the rotation of what beers come in as opposed to what beers stay and how do you kind of work that out? Because 10 taps is, it can get competitive. Yeah, it's, you know, so, like, for example, for the the cold winter months, we we brought in the Ballast Point Black Marlin Porter. Right. Had a dark option there. And now, um, you know, with, like, Green Flash pulling out of the state of Florida and multiple states, uh, we're going to end up replacing that with another fruited beer because that passion fruit was so popular. Uh, We're going to bring in the North Coast Cherry Oh, so that sounds fun. And it's delicious. It's got this beautiful rosé color and super refreshing. And we know the guests are going to enjoy that fruited style. All right, so I got to ask you something because it's something I struggle with. Because for me, like, between writing about sports and then writing about beer and food, uh, it's easy to pack pack on the pounds. How how do you keep it fit 
and still tasting you know, all this fine food. We haven't even gotten into the food. This smorgasbord of delights you brought us here. So, you ask how I can keep fit? Yeah. Well, my wife uh, <laughs> is a runner. Nice. She did her first marathon in January. Was it a Disney marathon? A Disney marathon. Nice. So I'm just trying to keep up with her. So I did my first half marathon. Okay, shout a, out to you. Yes, yeah, so I'm just trying to keep up. That's how I stay fit. <laughs> how was the park marathon? How are those things, man, for somebody who did it? Because I'm a 5K, 10K guy. I'm, a 10K is about my limit. Yeah, that's a good distance. Yeah, that's about where I want to be because like, I can do 10K in under an hour. I can do it in about 50, 55 minutes. That's about as long as I want to be doing any, anything that... Well, anyway, we won't go there. But <laughs> that's about as long as I want to be doing anything. Yeah. No, the, the, the Run Disney, the Disney races, yeah, super popular. Um, you know, the, the one in January is the big one. That's right. the one when we have the marathon, the mm-hmm. full marathon. And then there's some people, like uh, Chef, my team, Chef Gary Jones, he'll do the 5K, the 10K, the half marathon, the full marathon, all the same weekend. Wow. And that is called the Dopey Challenge because you kind of have to be a little dopey. I would imagine so. do all four of those and wake up at 2.30 in the morning to get there by 5.30 race time. That is a grind. But I mean, yeah. it, but it, but some of them actually do go through the parks, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I was able to um, run through the Magic Kingdom, through Epcot, um, my my wife was able to run through the new Animal Kingdom portion, Pandora, the world of Avatar. Oh, nice! Yeah, people love it. Disney does a really great job. The medals are awesome. People love the bling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, yeah. that's the point of being a runner. Oh, yeah. You're getting, getting the medals, and yeah, yeah. and although the same people make fun of kids' games, just pacing choices. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. But the medals are really cool, and I'm gonna do one of those runs that goes to Magic King because I love Magic King anyway. But let's get back to the video because I can get all off into. <laughs> giving Disney all the love that they deserve and everything from there. How do you decide? How do you curate? I know you mentioned the winter months, but what else you kind of put it to say, this ends up being your responsibility. As far as what's next? Yeah, what's next? Not just here, but throughout the park, because I know okay. Epcot, they have a whole yeah. world of beer. Oh, yeah. So, you know, or drink around the world, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. What we're seeing is that um, a lot of the guests are looking for local Florida beer. There we go. Yeah. So, um, what considered to be the best Florida brewery is Cigar City. Tampa. Yeah. Yeah. Tampa. Highest ratings. And their number one skew is their Highline. Yeah. IPA. And we sell a ton of. So, it's great to have them with us. And we sell some of their other beers as well. Florida Cracker. Things like that. Um, they have a brown ale. Uh, the Maduro, the Maduro, Maduro Brown, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Cigar City is, is the, carrying the flag for Florida for sure. Nice. But then now the new term is that hyper local mm-hmm. term, where it's kind of within our zip codes. Yeah. You know. So like you guys do some Orlando Brewing. Orlando Coming Brewing again. is another one. Mm-hmm. We do um, their our, our main highway here is called I four. I four I four IPA. Yeah. yeah. So with I four IPA, <clears throat> we do a Blondale with them. Um, one of our locations, the Wave and Contemporary Resort, does a flight of Orlando Brewing. Nice. Three different styles. Yeah, John Cheek, the guy who uh, runs that runs that place, really good dude. Yeah. A little weird, but <laughs> yeah. he's a good guy, man. And he, and, he, and he really enjoys having his beer on display here. Yeah. The, the other hot one right now um, is called Crooked Can. Yeah. So that's um, in uh, downtown Winter Garden. 
mm -hmm. great little downtown area. If you ever want to just walk around to restaurants, shopping, mm -hmm. grab a beer. So um, we're doing a lot of stuff with them right now with Kolsch, mm. one of their styles over there. Nice. That's a light, refreshing beer. Light refreshing. We call it, down here in Florida, we call it a lawnmower beer. Yep. We've done more than lawn. Yep. See, we call it a porch beer in Georgia, but it's all yeah. the same. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's another good one. Um, we do a lot with um, Tampa Bay Brewing, mm -hmm. the Old Elephant nice. IPA. They have a, a Reef Donkey American Pale Ale. Um, we, we go all, all the way up to Jacksonville with Bowl City. Yeah, yeah. Well, it had that brown ale. Yeah, get close to your neck of the woods. Mm -hmm. So that, that Duke's uh, brown ale. Yeah. Up there. Um, we're on the, on the East Coast. We have the Florida Beer Company. Nice. So they have their loggers um, that we use there. Uh, and then um, also on the East Coast is... Um, Playa Linda, yeah. which is a famous beach area for us, mm -hmm. and we get some beers from them, like a key lime meat. Because um, they brew out a brew hub in yeah. Lakeland, yeah, yeah. and so that's one of those things where I don't think people realize, and one of the reasons why I really wanted to do this show with you is because people don't realize like, how much having those local beers at Disney helps the local economy, because I mean, they're brewing more beer than they would by having to fulfill your obligations. Absolutely. Yeah, with, with the mergers and things like that, you know, we're seeing a lot of popular beers being brewed elsewhere in bigger facilities to keep up with demand. Yeah, and that's got to be good for everybody. Like, everybody wins, a place like Brew Hub wins, you guys win because you get to carry local beer, but then the local economy wins both ways because that brewery now gets to brew more beer yeah. and they get the bit on display so maybe somebody comes to the park they never heard of Orlando Brewing yeah. but then they get it you know at one of the places where they can get it here Absolutely. and now they go to the brewery yeah. another cool one um, is called MIA yeah based out of Miami mm -hmm. so you've been over to spring training yeah so we try to include some beers in that lineup based on the teams that come to town to play the break. Oh, nice. You know, so... So, so tell me about that. Yeah, let's yeah. get into that. So, you know, we got Miami Marlins coming to town. They, they were here recently. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we'll have beers available from MIA. Oh, that's cool. We've got uh, the New York Yankees and uh, the Mets coming to town. So we have the Brooklyn Locker. Yeah. Uh, Detroit Tigers are coming to town. So we have their Bells Oberon, their Wheat Ale. Oh, Nice. Yeah. I would prefer the Bills too hard, but that's just me. Yeah, that's we just, have that too. Oh, oh well, yeah, see, yeah. that's like the yeah. classic. Like that's actually one of the first craft beers I ever had was a Bells yeah. too hard, and I tell you, a freshman is still so good, man. Right, absolutely. But most importantly, for the Atlanta Braves, we've got your Sweetwater, yep, four twenty, yeah, ale, and the Terrapin, and that Terrapin Chop Secutioner. Right. So that was something. Um, our, the Terrapin rep told us about last year, like, oh, the Braves in Atlanta, they, they have this beer that they're aging on uh, Mizuno baseball bat chips. We're like, what? Yeah. So we were able to get it in this year. It's actually a really cool beer, because really, originally they only sold it at the ballpark. Yeah. It's, it's based like Hop Secutioner, which is like their, state, their staple IPA. Right. Then they took it, you know, kind of broke it down a little bit. Aged on these Mizuno bat wood chips, yeah. and so it's like a five percent beer, yeah. 
but it drinks really well, has a unique flavor to it, and it took off in SunTrust, so why wouldn't you have it at the spring training facility? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's been great. And what we're seeing, too, a lot of times, you know, even though IPA is the number one category, when it gets super hot here, to be able to have like a session IPA, like yep. chop Sucutioner, lower, lower alcohol level, mm-hmm. a little bit lower on the hops, really helps sell the beer in the heat. Nice. That's got to be fun, man. I tell you, nothing but you can have fun. Here on Beer It Is, on the CSP Network. Once again, my name is Bryce Wilborn. We're here at Baseline Tap House at Orlando, excuse me, at Hollywood Studios, at Walt Disney World, here at Lake Buena Vista. And rocking and rolling. So we're going to come back and do one more segment. We're going to do our six-pack challenge. Well, man, Jason, he's got the look. Everybody has to look like when I present the six-pack challenge. But it's going to be fun. It's not going to be too hard. So stick and stay. Also, but before you do that, you know, we're eating this food, right? We got this California cheese plate, man. We're going to talk about break that thing down when we come back. He's got this phenomenal pretzel in this this steak cheese puff here which just I, I almost feel guilty that I'm going to cut into it and look at your niece she's, her eyes are gleaming and she's ready to go for it that thing looks really good and we got like candy sugar nuts and everything too but you know you can't get this stuff you, you got, you're at home you got to holler at my folks at Blue Apron because they're a sponsor of the show so we're going to tell you about Blue Apron and how they can help keep the podcast free stick and stay beer it is we'll be right back this podcast is sponsored in part by Blue Apron Blue Apron delivers fresh ingredients, incredible recipes weekly right to your door. Skip the grocery store and make incredible meals at home with Blue Apron. Always ship free right to your home. And now, the listeners of the Beardless Podcast can get $30 off your first Blue Apron order. To place your first order with 30 bucks off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website, cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Blue Apron link and sign up for your first order. Blue Apron through CSPN.us. Do it today. All right, boys and girls, once again, I want to thank the good folks at BlueApron.com. I said we're going to do our six-pack challenge, but we're going to get to that a little later because we got a special guest dropped in. Remember I told you guys about this fancy food? By the way, we're here at Baseline Tap Room, at Hollywood Studios, at Walt Disney World, at Lake Buena Vista, Florida. Not too far from the ESPN Wild World of Sports Complex, where I am covering Brave Spring Training. But more important, we're doing the show, Beer It Is. And the man who created this whole smorgasbord of food, which I mean, I say I ain't gotten into like I wanted to. But I got to record, I couldn't have cums all flying over the place. <laughs> But I'm with my man Bill, and he's the chef here. He curated this whole thing. Bill, let's start with the cheese plate, man. Tell me about this California cheese plate. And by the way, how are you, Bill? I- I'm doing well. Thank you very much for being here. Great today. day at Disney, right? Give us an opportunity to have you take a look at all of our great stuff here, and get you to try some of it as well. But, Fantastic. Uh, the California cheese and charcuterie board, you know, we kept it local. We wanted to stay with the theming with the uh, Grand Avenue entrance into uh, Los Angeles. So nice. we looked at all the cheeses and we said, let's keep them natives to California. So we picked three cheeses that we thought were just a stellar option for the board. Mm. So we have a uh, Point Reyes Blue cheese here. Nice. We have another uh, Point Reyes product called a, um, a Toma cheddar. Oh, I so like it. It's a it. farmstead type of cheese, but it resembles a cheddar. And then the third one we use is a Laura Chanel goat cheese mm. out of uh, Sonoma. 
Yeah, that goat cheese is pretty, man. I mean, it's really tasty. It's got a nice creamy texture to it. We uh, we add another dimension to it. We grind up uh, pistachios and cranberries, dried cranberries. We coat the outside of that, and then we roll it and cut it there as well. So with great cheesies, you got to have some great other components as well. So we got two uh, cured meats on here. Nice. We got a chorizo and an ali salami, mm. and then just for some nice tartness and some acidity going on, we pair that up with um, our cornichons, nice. pickled onions, and we do a little bit of uh, our red grapes and keep it nice and. Uh, Fresh on our board. I'm our needs killed the red grades, but you know, we're not going <laughs> to. But no, but seriously, man, I mean, it, it looks good, aesthetically pleasing, mm -hmm. as well as palate pleasing. So, shout out to you for creating that. Right, the guests love it. It's, it's a fan favorite. They come here for it and get, get a great flight. So, it's gone over well for us. So, tell me a little bit about you. Like, how'd you get here? How'd I get here? Yes. Well, I'm a long-term Disney chef. I've been out here for 25-plus years. Wow. Lots of different projects and properties all over the place. And, you know, that's the great thing about being out here with this type of company is you can try different cuisines and hotels and resorts and parks, and uh, you don't have to start over again. You know, there's so many opportunities here. So when I came down from upstate New York, it seemed like 30 years ago. Wow. And I uh, made a home and a family down here and uh, just love working out here at Walt Disney. That is fantastic, man. So tell me what Jason's really like. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Jason's the man. He knows everything there is about beer, that's for sure. So but what's it like working with him on pairing? I'm assuming a lot of what you do food-wise is kind of paired around the beer, or is it, or is it the other way around? Uh, no, they go hand in hand. You know, we'll take a look at the food. We'll take a look at the food items, see which ones match up nicely with each other. And, uh, of course, have some tastings along the way and make sure the pairings go well. Nice. So, all right, so we're talking about the beer here, right? So I, I picked out four, a little bit of Pilsner, mostly IPAs. I, I probably could have and should have tried a porter. Maybe I'll try one later before I leave. Sure, sure. But let's talk about this Pilsner. He said pizza. What would you do with it? Uh, well, pizza works good with it because you got a nice blend with the, the spicy uh, tomato sauce and, and the uh, the high fat with the cheese. So Pilsner is great, great with uh, the pizza, great with the pretzel as well. Oh, that the pretzel is badass, man. Yeah. Shout out to you guys. Oh, I probably shouldn't use that kind of language here. We're at Disney World, excuse me. But the pretzel is pretty legit. Yeah, it's a nice Bavarian pretzel, nice texture to it. Uh, the guests love it. We make the beer cheese fondue in-house as well. And we actually make that with the Golden Road Lager. I didn't want to ask you, like, okay, so, yeah, that's a good flavor on that. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the beer cheese is great. I like that mustard, man. Where'd you get that from? Uh, that's uh, from Germany, actually. We, oh, Bavaria? Uh, okay. Yeah, we bring that in just to highlight the pretzel and make a nice spicy mustard. In. Wow, man. I mean, and, you know, look, people complain about this, but for that pretzel to be six bucks with those two... Sides. I mean, I think that's as good a deal you get anywhere on the street, period. Yeah, they're really good values. And the same with the cheese and charcuterie board at a $10 price tag. There's so many different components to it that mm -hmm. uh, it, it's really a great value. No, it is because, like I said, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, okay, you know, I got my little niece and nephew, shout out to them. You know, they're not old enough to listen to the show legally, but, you know, they check it out every now and then because it's about <laughs> beer. And, but they check out my other stuff, and, you know, I'm bringing them to the park next week. So I'm really looking forward to that, and I'm thinking about it. Though, as much as I love them, they like to run around. Sure. And they they're gonna want to see it all and do it all. And you know, uh, uh, don't need a break. Well, this is the great place to have that break, right? They can go and they can ride their attractions. Right. Uncle can come on over here and hang out at the baseline uh, nice. tap house for a little bit while they're uh, checking out the attractions. 
move together as a group and just use this as your home base. Great outdoor seating area as well, get a little sun. Yeah, and you can shout out the people. So tell me about the rest of the menu, man. How'd you kind of collaborate and what's going on in the menu now and how often does it change? Well, with our menu, we really want to feature the beers. It is a tap house. There's a lot of beers on tap. We want all our guests to try it. So what we're looking at for the food is just to be a component that maxes up well with the beer. Mm. Small plates, small bites, give somebody something to nosh on while they're trying a couple different flights or try a flight, see what your favorite beer is, come back in, get a big one, enjoy nice. some of the small uh, bites that we have. You just added this dish here. We did. We just added a brand new dish. We uh, we tested this on, uh, out here at the park. Well, I'm about to test it now as you talk. Right. So, so this dish here is really interesting. Uh, it is a coffee rub ribeye steak that we roast the whole ribeye. It's got a nice coffee um, seasoning blend to it. And then we slice it nice and thin. We put it in a, uh, in a Yorkshire pudding cup with that Toma farmstead cheese, horseradish cream on the top, some nice caramelized onions in there. It is really uh, a, a nice item. Guests are taking well to it. Yeah, I think it's fantastic, man. Yeah, we paired that up with an olive salad, too, so we're using California olives. Anytime we can get that California theme coming back in, so we got a California olive salad uh, using the uh, Meyer lemons that we make here in-house as well. Nice. Uh, so it's uh, so pretty tasty. getting stuff from Cali, man, so that's a long way. How do you sure keep is. it fresh, and how do you kind of work that out? Well, uh, we have a lot of partners that go in and out of California, bring right. us back their thoughts, ideas from there, and, you know, it's all about research, right? So we just keep looking online, on the, on the net, you know, what is out there. And so what things will things do in. better, you know, certain temperatures and different things, right? Exactly that. And, you know, we're, we're ready to look at some Asian fusions as well. It's all about Ooh. what's going on in Los Angeles and what can we do to uh, keep the items fresh here. Asian. We don't want a big menu here. We just want a small menu to kind of pair up with the beers. Yeah, but I guess I, I like it. I mean, I'm looking at this menu as I... Like pulling here, and like I said, I mean, and you got the cocktails as well. Sure. Talk to you a little bit about what you kind of do with the cocktail pairs. Um, the cocktails are great here. You know, we have the classic Negroni, mm-hmm. which uh, is making that comeback here. It's a classic item. Um, guests like it as well. And then, you know, if you don't want that type of a uh, of a gin drink, we have another one, the uh, Sunset. Nice. It's nice, fruity, sweet. It's really tasty. It's great to enjoy on a hot summer day out here. So, man, where are these almonds from, man? These things are legit. Well, uh, California. Uh, they're growing in California. We've brought in the California almonds to do that. We make those here in house every day. It's a nice spicy uh, Cajun and cinnamon sugar blend, so you get a little bit of sweet heat going on there. I noticed that because they were, they were just sweet enough, but the toasted, man, they're really solid, man. Yeah. And so just real quick, just tell people, like, what are your hours and how does this kind of scene work here as far as coming in and trying some food and checking out the beer? Uh, well, with Baseline, we're pretty much open with the whole park hour. So we'll be open from open to close of the park. Uh, we actually chintz the door a little bit and we get people in about 15 to 30 minutes early before we have our, our opening time frame so we can get people in the door earlier. So summer hours will be open a little bit earlier in the morning, 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, so so when do you sleep? Uh, That's well, a lot of work, man. I mean, this place, this place is over pretty late and over, yeah. you say you're doing it early so people can get in like me, you know, I have the niece and nephew that they're already by 10 o'clock, they've done more than most people do, you know, in a day when they come to Disney. They're, they're, they're running. They're ready. Well, you know, you got to keep busy out here. It's 24 right. hours in a day, and we use them all. That's for sure. Nothing wrong with that, man. And then real quick, this last thing for you. Just tell me, like, where do you 
where you see this place going and what's what's coming up next we need to know about to be aware of? Well, this place is going to be the hub for uh, the Grand Avenue entrance into Star Wars land. Um, and that's really where we're going to see some volumes pick up as well. Uh, the place is quite busy now. It's already developed a fan favorite uh, population. People come here over and over already, check the place out, use this as their hub. So this, this location is really going to be a, uh, a steadfast little park that people are going to enjoy for a lot of years. Nice. And I'll tell you what, since you're here and Jason's here, you're going to do the six-pack challenge as well. <laughs> so we're already here. Jason, come on over. All right. So here's how I explain this. As of now, this is my favorite segment of the show. As of now, it's not sponsored by anyone, but it's okay. So we do six questions about beer, life, just society as a whole. Have some fun with it. Nothing too crazy. Just fun stuff. So question one. If Bill, we'll start with Bill. If you could have a beer with any four people, dead or alive, who would they be? Any four people. Right. Uh, well, let's go with Walt Disney. All right. Okay. And uh, <laughs> as, as long as Walt's there, let's have Mickey come on in. Oh, nice. Join the party. All right. So, can Mickey uh, have a beer? Well, no, he can come along and have a blue sky uh, soda. Right. Absolutely. All right. And uh, just for some worldly adventures, let's throw uh, former President Obama in the mix. It seems like it would be interesting. And um, yeah. Queen England ought to be interesting to talk to as well. So, okay. Let's go with that. Jason, what do you got? All right. I'm thinking sports. All right. Coming, growing up in Miami, D-Wade, Dwayne Wade. All right. Growing up in Jamaica, loves soccer, Pele. Oh, nice. Um, our local team, Orlando Pride, Alex Morgan. She's a fan favorite. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I'll have to probably throw in uh, another lady, Queen Elizabeth. You know, Jamaica nice. was ruled by England. Well, you said Queen of England, too, so I guess oh, you got yeah. to... Okay, you said Queen okay. So, all right. All right. Jason, what beer are you serving them? What am I serving them? I'm going to give them something local. I'm going to give them the, our top-selling local brewers, Cigar City Highlight IPA. All right. Bill, what are you serving? Ah, uh, Golden Road. All right, there Those we go. Hello, everybody loves it. All right. All right, that's one and two done. What has been the greatest lesson you've learned working at Disney, starting with Jason? Greatest lesson? You know, for me, it's joining this company. It was so important that I was with a company that has a long history and legacy. That's We're not going anywhere. This company's going to be around for many, many years. Mm -hmm. And um, it was probably the best move I ever made was to, to join the Disney family. All right. Bill? Um, if you're going to do something, do it right and make sure the food you have is of quality. Alright, now we're on four. What has been the most adversity you've experienced and how'd you get through it? The most adversity? Yeah, the toughest situation. How'd you get through it? Well, I've been fortunate enough to open handfuls of properties in my time out here at Disney. And, you know, with every opening, there's always something that comes along. Problem that you have to solve, or you didn't get a shipment, or something like that. So, you know, getting your food products in, your beverage products, those are the big ones, you know. So, if something doesn't show up, you gotta have a backup. You always have a backup. All right. Uh, this is a personal thing. My uh, older daughter has cancer. Oh, wow. So just, um, you know, dealing with the chemotherapy, and, and right now it's all about making memories and just uh, appreciating life. Wow. Wow. All right, so then we'll start with Bill. 
What was the first craft beer you had and where'd you have it? Do you remember? That's a tough one. I can't remember. It's been a while now. Or just give me like, you remember like one of the first craft beers you had? Well, one of the first ones that I tried here was the Green Flesh. Mm. So it's different, unique, it's got a nice fruity uh, aftertaste to it. So the Green Flash here was probably one of my favorites. Alright. For me, it was one of my favorites, um, Sierra Nevada. Nice. Nice. Category leader. Alright, then question six. Where is your favorite hidden Mickey? Favorite hidden Mickey? Um, in the BR Guest restaurant in the Magic Kingdom. Um, it's also the first place I've ever offered wine and beer in the Magic Kingdom after 41 years. Right. So that's all it has a special place for me. Nice. Okay, it's your favorite hidden Mickey. All right, what about you? What's your favorite hidden Mickey? Um, well, they're all over the place for sure. Um, probably at uh, Coronado Springs in the convention center, there's one hidden in a great big ballroom in the uh, in the back left corner that people just don't know about. Wow. And, uh, you know, whenever we had a group family, we would always just point that one out. So, <laughs> they're, they're everywhere, though. Yeah. That's a fun we, one. We sneak them in all over. <laughs> all right, where's the one in here? <laughs> well... Oh, nice. I just caught that. That is nice. Guys, thank you guys. This has really been fun checking out. Last thing, is there anything that people just need to know about the facility? Maybe what may be coming? Any, anything people need to know before we got here? Well, the park in, as a whole is growing. Uh, leaps and bounds. we got two new lands coming up. So we have Toy Story Land opening June 30th here. We have Star Wars Land coming at some point next year. Um, new attractions, new rides, new lands. You know, Baseline was really the leader of what's to come. Wow. So it gave us a nice glimpse of uh, what greatness uh, this park is, is destined for. Yeah, and Hollywood Studios is where it's happening right now. Right. That's where most of the new concepts are being developed. And um, like I say, you need to come back for the Epcot Food and Wine Festival. I'm down. That's where we introduce a lot of exclusive beers, wine, and um, we have uh, some parties that come in from different countries, create experiences. It's a really good time of year to come back. Awesome. Guys, this has been probably one of my favorite episodes, man. I'm like smiling in the ear. Anytime you're inside the Disney park, you can't help it. It is, after all, the happiest place on earth, right? Absolutely. All right, guys. This has been Beard Is, and we're out. Thank you very much.